0: Hi, friends, Podrig here with a quick announcement before this final episode of this season. We will be back in September with season six. And also in the autumn time, we have a Poetry Unbound book. More information about that coming at the end of this episode. So stay tuned for that. And in the meantime, thanks for listening. My name is Podrig Otuma, and a question that I think can be really difficult to answer sometimes is, what do you want? Because what you want implies you only want one thing. But so often hidden underneath a desire is another desire and another desire and another desire. Desire, I think, is a portal where we look at the thing we want, but we also look at the other things that are gathered around that. And I don't think I know of any better vehicle for holding all that together than poetry. In the lines of poetry, there's so much said and so much implied, so much lurking in the silence of a poem and so much present in the text of it. Crossing Half of China to Sleep With You by Yu Shuhua translated by Ming Di To sleep with you or to be slept what's the difference if there's any two bodies collide the force the flower pushed open by the force the virtual spring and the flowering Nothing more than this, and this we mistake as life restarting. In half of China, things are happening. Volcanoes erupting, rivers running dry, political prisoners and displaced workers abandoned, elk deer and red-crowned cranes shot. I cross the hail of bullets to sleep with you. I press many nights into one morning to sleep with you. I run across many of me, and many of me run into one to sleep with you. Yet I can be misled by butterflies, of course, and mistake praise as spring, a village like Hengdian as home. But all these, all of these are absolutely indispensable reasons that I sleep with you. One question that's really important to ask in any poem is, who is speaking? And the answer is often, I don't know. Obviously, Yu Shuhua wrote the poem, but the way that a person uses the word I in a poem doesn't necessarily mean that they're speaking for themselves. And in this poem is Yu Shuhua speaking for herself or a version of herself, a person she'd want to be, a person she was, who knows, or somebody entirely different. That's why often you speak about the speaker of a poem. And then this poem too is translated brilliantly by Ming Di. And every poem is translated, sometimes into a different language, but it's translated from the page into the person reading it or hearing it too. Each engagement with a poem is a certain translation, a certain interpretation of it. In an essay she wrote, Yu Shuhua Hua wrote about how a person might be constrained by circumstance and they might create a fantasy for self and that some might want to disparage a fantasy, a way that you invent a speaker in your life in order to engage in the kind of fantasies that you might think I wouldn't be able to do that. But you invent a person to speak from their point of view. A poem gives you an opportunity to try out new voices. Art does. No poem is completely yourself. And even ones that are trying to be self-narrated themselves are only a certain version of yourself. It's never the fullness of you. And in this poem, as I wonder, who is the speaker? And the question for me isn't, is it you, Shuhua, or not? The question for me is, who are they? What are they like? And they're philosophical. They're upfront about sex and desire, a keen observer of landscape and politics and place. And in all of that, I have such admiration for whoever is speaking here, this voice that lifts up off this magnificent page and holds so much of civic observation together with deep desire. Deep reflection on what desire is in this poem. Nothing more than this, and this we mistake as life restarting. So, is she saying that desire is actually life ending or just starting? What's she saying? It's not entirely clear, but she is offering quite brilliantly that desire can be many things at once desire can be enlivening or it can be closing. And here, desire is a force like death and life and drive. And it's a yearning and a pursuit. And it's physical and it destroys and creates. And it can be a distraction as well. Toward the end of the poem, there's this turn, yet I can be misled. And then there's three things that could mislead whoever's speaking. And I love them by butterflies, by mistaking praise as spring and a village like Hengdian as home. It could be misled by beauty, by praise or by a sense of belonging. What an amazing critique of the human enterprise that's happening here, not just in the context of desire, but in the context of living, to pay attention to the things that can be misleading, not just the things that are misleading, that would be condemnatory, but the things that could be distracting from the true work, which in this poem is crossing half of China to sleep with you desire in this poem, the desire to cross half of China to sleep with you, opens up the speaker's eyes to paying attention to what it is that's in the environment. Volcanoes erupting, rivers running dry, and then questions to do with politics and workers and the shooting of animals and bullets. So much is happening here that opens us up to the reality that love and lust and desire must be in conversation as an equal and sometimes disturbing political force within the context of what's happening in any of our countries. This, I think, is a magnificent tension that this poem holds in a poem that is about unobscured desire, a desire that would make a person cross half a country. In the context of that, we see what a person's capable of doing. I cross the hail of bullets to sleep with you. Also, there's the imagination in this poem, too, that the hail of bullets would stop. Desire is a political force in the poem. Title of this poem, Crossing Half of China to Sleep with You. There's another time that half of China occurs too in the poem. In half of China, things are happening. And the title and then the repetition of some of that title bring each other into conversation. And this poem is so much about location, but also more than just location, it's about locatedness in the natural environment, in the animal environment, and in the political and cultural environment. Where is it that you are experiencing your desire? Where is it going? How is it that this desire will manifest itself in the location where you are? And all of these are being wrapped up into the speaking voice of this overwhelming poem. Yu Shihua was born in Hengdian village in Hubei province in China. So Hengdian that's referenced toward the end of the poem. You know, you can be misled by butterflies or praise or seeing a village like Hengdian as home. Hengdian is a reference to where she's from. She was born with cerebral palsy, and that has resulted in mobility and speech needs. And so much of her poetry addresses existential questions of life questions to do with love and desire, and existence, and politics and stigma, as well as writing and also nature. All of these great existential themes are ones around which her poetry circles. <laughs> One of the deep intelligences of this poem is contained in this line, I run across many of me and many of me you run into one to sleep with you. This is an intuition about the reality that no person is just one thing. Every person is many things. And in the context of our relatedness to each other, there are many of me relate to the many of you. And this is something that poetry can continually remind us. A speaker in a poem is only a part of you. It's only a voice of you. It's only a fantasy or an imagination or a past or a future you or you that you'd like to be. And all of these have elements of truth in them and echo of who it is that's writing this. And any performed speech, any conversation is only a part of me. How is it that we can find a way not to try to stuff all of them into one, but to allow the multitudes of the self, to be in conversation with the self and with others. Crossing half of China to sleep with you by Yu Shuhua, translated by Ming Di. To sleep with you or to be slept. What's the difference, if there's any? Two bodies collide, the force, the flower pushed open by the force, the virtual spring and the flowering. Nothing more than this, and this we mistake as life restarting. In half of China, things are happening. Volcanoes erupting, rivers running dry, political prisoners and displaced workers abandoned, elk deer and red-crowned cranes shot. I cross the hail of bullets to sleep with you. I press many nights into one morning to sleep with you. I run across many of me, and many of me run into one to sleep with you. Yet I can be misled, by butterflies of course, And mistake praise as spring, a village like Hengdian as home. But all these, all of these are absolutely indispensable reasons that I sleep with you. ¶¶ My friends, thanks very much for listening to Poetry Unbound this season. This is the last episode of season five. Season six starts in September. And in October, there's a Poetry Unbound book going to be released. You can pre-order it at your local bookshop or wherever you do that. And we have a Poetry Unbound newsletter that's starting up this summer too. You can subscribe to that. There's a link in the show notes. But you can also just go to onbeing.org slash Unbound. We've got a questionnaire there and we've got information and I'll be writing every few weeks about what's happening and giving you some insights into the show and I would love to be in touch with you through that. Again, the link is onbeing.org slash Poetry Unbound. All in the show notes. And I'll really look forward to seeing you at events in the autumn time for book launches and engaging with you through the newsletter. Crossing Half of China to Sleep with You by Yu Shuhua was published in World Literature Today. Thank you to Ming Di, who gave us permission to use her translation of the poem. Read it on our website at onbeing.org. Poetry Unbound is... Gautam Shrikishen Aaron Kalasako Eddie Gonzalez Lillian Vo. Lucas Johnson, Kayla Edwards, and me, Chris Hegel. Our music is composed and provided by Gautam Shriekeshen and Blue Dot Sessions. This podcast is produced by On Being Studios, which is located on Dakota Land. You may enjoy our other podcasts On Being with Krista Tippett, Becoming Wise, and This Movie Changed Me. Find those wherever you'd like to listen or visit us at onbeing.org to find out more. This podcast is produced by On Being Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota.